the Underdog Podcast from SB Nation and Underdog Dynasty. Welcome back to another edition of the Conference USA Underdog Podcast on UnderdogDynasty.com, SB Nation's home for G5 football. We are in full off-season mode at this point, and we're starting that off with a bang today. Joe Lonergan, Eric Henry with you back once again, but as a special treat for you, we got uh, a former guest on the show. He came back. Uh, apparently, we didn't uh, scare him off the first time we had him on the show. Uh, now, <laughs> former FIU quarterback James Morgan, uh, now NFL draft prospect, has a little time for us uh, this afternoon. So looking forward to picking his brain. James, thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah. Uh, once again, congratulations on, A, you know, finishing up school and, and finishing your career at the collegiate level and i'm sure the uh process of preparing for the nfl draft has been a little bit of a whirlwind so far huh yeah i mean it's uh it has been i, I will say and it's uh it's something new definitely but it's something that i've kind of my entire life really been excited about doing and uh so just kind of get into the swing of it and start preparing for a childhood dream has been phenomenal and i can't wait to keep working Awesome. So I know uh, as part of that whole experience of preparing for the NFL draft, uh, you went ahead and played in the East-West Shrine Bowl, got named offensive mm -hmm. MVP, impressed quite a few scouts while you were down there. What was that experience like playing in that game? That was a great experience. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I wanted to take away from there was just the competition aspect. And, uh, you know, obviously being from FIU is not a power five school. So playing with the competition that, um, you know, are the best of the best throughout the country and uh, we definitely did, man. We had some great uh, athletes down there, some great skill guys, um, you know, all around the board, a lot of talent. So um, one of my biggest things is to go in and compete and uh, show that I had an NFL skill set. And uh, I felt really good with that and uh, had a great week. Uh, I think one of the probably the coolest things about it was, you know, it ended up being about more than just the football, uh, talking about um, going to Shriners Hospital and uh, meeting with those kids. That was really inspirational and um, all around a great experience for me, for sure. That's great to hear. Certainly some things are bigger than football. So that's, uh, that's great to hear that you got to be part of that. Um, as far as, you know, the, the draft process and that kind of thing, uh, like I mentioned, definitely turned some, uh, some scout heads in your performance through that game. Um, doing these interviews with teams, uh, understand one of the teams that you got to talk with a little bit was the Green Bay Packers. You're a Green Bay native. Uh, looking forward, what would it mean if it did end up working out that way and you were drafted by your hometown team? Yeah, I mean, it would be a phenomenal uh, for me. I mean, obviously, I've grown up there and been a fan, you know, up until this point in my entire life. And uh, obviously, you know, have a lot of uh, personal history uh, being a fan of that team. But I think one of the biggest things that um, has been interesting here now is obviously I was a Green Bay fan, but going forward, it's like you go from fandom to actually now being a peer. So for me, uh, if I do get drafted by Green Bay, that would be phenomenal and I would absolutely love that. But it's whatever's the best situation for me, you know, whatever team uh, has the best fit for me, that's where I want to go. And if that happens to be Green Bay, then fantastic. And if it happens to be somewhere else, then great too. But um, yeah, for sure. It would be tremendous. And uh, anywhere I go, I'm just looking for an opportunity. As long as they have good food, right? <laughs> that would definitely be uh, something, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so looking back on this season, um, you guys finished the year six and seven at FIU. Uh, you know, I can't imagine that's the way that everybody really had uh, had hoped it would go. Um, but as you look back on, on this last campaign and looking forward to the future of FIU football, how do you feel about the state of the program as it stands right now? 
Yeah, I mean, just kind of addressing kind of your points there, I, I agree. I don't think that at the start of the year, obviously, we had much higher aspirations than what we finished. And, um, you know, it's very difficult, especially, you know, as the leaders on the team, that was something that was difficult for us. But one of the things that I really uh, enjoyed from that group of guys and um, something that, you know, I, I took a lot of pride in with our guys, I was very proud of them for this, is the fact that when that kind of threshold was, was reached where we basically knew, okay, we're not going to be able to go to the Conference USA Championship like we wanted to, um, you know, the guys didn't give up. And it kind of says, you know, I think it says a lot about, you know, a team when um, their aspirations aren't reached and now how do you respond? And it was basically the leaders talked, you know, and myself included, we talked, there's two ways we can go here. You know, we can crumble and um, just fade away or we can, you know, fight and, uh, you know, not give up and not give up, even though our goals haven't been met and we can't do that anymore. So, um, you know, I know we ended up going the last three games, one and two, but uh, I can't say enough about the fight that our guys showed and the energy that they showed uh, in those games. And I think that those were a lot, you know, the feeling that was there was, was really exciting for me and really fun to be a part of, even though those were losses. And obviously the losses really stung as a competitor, but um, just great to see the guys respond when the chips were down kind of thing. Um, but in terms of the culture of the program, I'm very excited. I think Coach Davis um, has always, obviously since he's been there and continuing to go forward, um, has always been about culture and about establishing a winning, uh, you know, habitually winning uh, program. And I think that that is definitely the case going forward. Um, I think there's a lot of consistency between, um, you know, coach turnover with the head coach. And obviously there's a couple changes this year, but, um, you know, the system is intact and I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see where the future of the program holds. As you think about next football season, uh, it'll be here before we all know it, but thinking about the Panthers, who really excites you uh, that's coming up in the program, either in terms of the kind of performance on the field that you're expecting from them or in terms of like their leadership capabilities? Who's FIU's next James Morgan, I guess? (laughs) That's a good question. You know, um, I think there's a lot of different um, points that excite me. I'm not sure if I can pinpoint certain players, but uh, it's it's very cool, and even from 2018 to 2019, just seeing kind of the development of guys as they mature and as they um, you know develop as people and, and as football players as well. Um, so that's definitely something that I'm looking forward to seeing uh, from FIU this year. And just kind of I'm not sure where you know who's going to shine, who's going to be in that role, but um, obviously watching it, you can get a feel for it, and it's it's really really cool um, to see that development, and and that's something that as a leader, you know, is very cool to see. And now that I'm a part, or you know, not a part of the program, um, I will be very interested to see kind of how guys come along, and uh, it's something I'm looking forward to for sure. In your mind, what steps do the Panthers need to take to get to that elusive COSA championship game? Um, that's a good question. You know, uh, I think one of the biggest keys for us last year, you know, as I mentioned, the fight that we showed the last couple of games and, uh, just playing that way consistently week to week, I think, especially at the start of the season, there were too many, um, last year, it says there were too many inconsistencies in terms of the energy that we show on the sideline, or perhaps, you know, we, we got down in the game and we let that affect us too much. And I think if, um, the guys next year can, uh, you know, come out with that spark and that intensity uh, every single game. I mean, they're obviously an extremely talented group, and I think that they're capable of winning every game they have their schedule. And, uh, you know, it's just going to come down to uh, being able to do that and obviously, like, execution and preparing. So, um, I mean, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see what they do this year. It's awesome to hear. I think that was all I really had from uh, from my end. Eric, I know you wanted to pick James' brain a little bit while we have him. 
sure, yeah. So for those of you who are returning, this is something you already know, but for anybody who maybe listened to this podcast for the first time, hey, thanks for joining us. But uh, in my capacity, I'm also <laughs> UDD's FIU beat writer, so I've been uh, peppering James with questions for the better part of two and a half years. So uh, I'm not going to go too heavy too heavy into uh, into football. Um, I'm going to try to have a little fun with this here. So so James, I uh, right, know so that. Yeah, he, he kind of knows that if I say it like this, it means I've talked to his teammates and I have some story I'm going to ask him about. So, uh, James, <laughs> the, the first one I'm going to start with here is, uh, and I'm just going to walk through this one. I want to make sure I have each fact correct because I've got their POV, okay. but I want to get your perspective here. Is it true right. that when you transferred from Bowling Green down to FIU, one of the first people you met, um, I believe it was uh, maybe uh, on campus, one of the first people who picked you up was Austin Maloney. Is that correct? Yeah, TJ uh, Warren and Austin Merloni were kind of my two hosts for the weekend. Okay, so we got that fact confirmed. So the second yes. fact that we're looking to confirm here is that, uh, according to Austin, uh, you had <laughs> never seen a beach prior to your time in Miami. Is that a, is, that, is that correct? <laughs> uh, all right, I don't know if that's a hundred percent factual, uh, but I had never. Like, uh, I mean, I'd, I'd seen a beach when I was younger on vacation, but just to be down there and to have that experience so close by, um, yeah, I'd, I'd never really had ex that experience before. And I honestly, the first couple, uh, you know, I'd visited the beach like three or four times about the first, you know, however many months I was there. So it was cool to have. I don't know if I utilized it as well as I probably could have. <laughs> Well, you know what, as, as someone who, uh, uh, I, I think we all can know this, uh, South Beach is one of those things you should take in in, you know, kind of small quantities. You shouldn't just be uh, out there on yeah, South Beach. Only that probably can healthy. happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the, the last part of that story is uh, Austin said, and I quote, he said, you guys should have seen James's face the first time he went to the beach. Can you kind of sum up what was your <laughs> instantaneous reaction the first time you, you made it down to the beach? Yeah. So um, I, the first time would be it would be at the Fountain Blue, and we went out. Uh, I was with him and uh, Stone, uh, our former punter, and uh, those guys, you know, obviously uh, were, you know, showed me a great time. It was a lot of fun to be down there with them. Obviously some really pretty nice guys and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, my face probably lit up. I know uh, it was – I mean, it was awesome just to see that, you know, to take that in, the city landscape, and then, uh, you know, obviously the ocean. It's, it's such a cool experience, such a cool thing to view. Um and then uh, I would say then, so saw it with them or whatever. It was nice. It was cool. And then the next day I went with my mom and, uh, you know, cause she came down for the official visit as well. And so just kind of, you know, being on the beach and she took a picture of me and I was wearing like, um, like Timberland styled air force ones or something like that. And I just remember getting a lot of crap and a lot of text messages. Like, <laughs> why are you not wearing sandals on the beach? You know, you're getting your shoes dirty. You're wearing like, con like combat boots on the beach. And I was just like, okay, I got a lot to learn here. <laughs> I, I can only imagine a six foot five redhead dude on South Beach. Uh, yeah. Tim's. That's a, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's funny you mentioned your mom because I'll say in, uh, when I had a chance to speak with her for a, a feature piece I did, one of the things she did say and kind of piggyback into Joe's point about you potentially playing Green Bay, she said that the one thing she hopes is that uh, it appears that you've taken to Miami pretty well, but the one thing she hopes is that you uh, eventually make your way back to Green Bay. So I'm sure she's a, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's obviously, you know, and obviously with college, it's hard to get home for that many times. You know, you go home probably like twice a week, but obviously, you know, that's, that's a big thing for me as family. And so it's always nice to, you know, see them every two weeks and they made it out to a lot of games. So I give them a lot of credit for because it it's, <laughs> it's a long way from Wisconsin. Um, but yeah, I mean, love her. She supports me really well. 
the uh, the second story we'll get through this one is uh, this one is told through the eyes of Anthony Johnson and Jose Borregales. So uh, at the Bahamas okay. Bowl, you had a chance to, to, to swim with dolphins. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, both of these guys all kind of sold out on each other, so I'll let you go ahead and, uh, and clear it up. Um, the guy <laughs> okay. from Georgia, the guy from Georgia, says that uh, you two, uh, Jose and uh, and, and yourself, um, you guys were frightened by the Dolphins, and then Jose essentially flips it and says that the guy from Georgia and the guy from Wisconsin, and I'm quoting him here directly, you guys looked at the Dolphin and thought it was a damn shark. Can you? Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I can elaborate the best I can there. Um, yeah. No. We so we had gone and we had done that, and that was a, that was you know it was obviously a great experience. It was really cool to be in the Bahamas and NASA and everything. But um, I'm gonna go ahead and clarify the record here. There was no fear of the dolphin for my end. I was giving it high fives and you know right there beside it the whole time. I don't know. Uh, it's a little hearsay, I would say, and a little misremembering by some of my old teammates. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I told you we'd uh, we start off with a little bit of fun things right here. We'll uh, jump into yeah. things really quick, James. <laughs> I've, I've asked you this question at various points, and uh, one of the things you've always said is, you know, hey, just being the type of personality you are that you're always locked in and focused in the moment. But now that your yeah. collegiate career is done, I, I just want to ask you this. If we, you know, could rewind time and we go back to, you know, five years ago, 18-year-old James Morgan is signing with Bowling Green. If I told him that five years later his path would take him from, you know, red shirting and bowling green starting being benched transferring to south beach or, or, or miami right and then you know leading the team two bowl games can you kind of put that into words and kind of process you know what your thought would have went through your head if i told you that sure i know i you know it's uh you know just talking about my kind of personal background and stuff like that it was it was never the way that i had thought that it would have gone you know and it was like i had this idea in my head that you know, I'd go to Bowling Green, I'd be successful, and I'd go to the NFL. And that didn't happen, you know. And um, when that, when things, you know, didn't work out over there, it was kind of like I was, uh, you know, had to just rely upon myself. You know, I had to have a chip on my shoulder and um, depend on myself and, you know, be resilient with what I knew that I could do. And so um, I was just extremely blessed to be in the situation that I was in at FAU the last years. I think it was uh, – and exactly ideal situation for me it uh, played to my strengths and I'm just extremely thankful to be put with the people that I was and you know the office I was and everything like that but uh, yeah looking back at it man I wouldn't trade anything and I know it's probably weird to say because obviously you know it didn't work out like I thought it would but I think because of that it really developed a motivation in me and a drive um, you know and I'd always had I'd always loved football and I loved doing it but just uh, just after that happened I had such a confidence in myself that I would not let these obstacles get in my path of where I knew that I could be. Um, and uh, I think I definitely relied upon that going forward. And, you know, it was like every day at um, FIU, it was like, okay, I'm doing this and I believe in myself. I'm going to prove to myself that I can do this. So um, yeah, definitely not as not like what I had pictured it would go, but I regret nothing, man. I'm so absolutely fortunate to have gone through this journey. So we'll go ahead and fast forward to, you know, what probably was the highlight of this year, as Joe mentioned, the season was six and seven, not obviously the season yeah. that those of us who are around the program may have expected, but the highlight of the year probably, I mean, I'm going to assume here was the Miami win. Um, I'm just wondering yeah. if you can kind of walk, you know, walk that game, just walk us through that game through your eyes. You know I mean? I, just to give you a little perspective here, as far as being up in the press box, I know the first thing that we noticed 
um, the configuration. And for the, the listeners who, who are not familiar, Miami, uh, FIU played Miami, the Hurricanes, at Marlins Park, which is the old site, the old venue of the Orange Bowl. And uh, it was kind of a homecoming for really a lot of uh, old Hurricane fans. So to kind of bring you in, in our vantage point, when the and that game was a, a scheduled home game for FIU, uh, when the Hurricanes right. took the field, you know, there were loud cheers and things of that nature. And then, you know, uh, when FIU took the field, I guess, to my mistake, I assumed that the, the cheers might be 50-50. You kind of assumed there'd be some Hurricane fans, but uh, it'd be 50-50. And uh, I'm sure James can attest to this being down on the field. It, it was not 50-50 when FIU took the field. It was, uh, you would have yeah. thought it was, you know, uh, yeah, you would have thought it was a Catholic versus convict. So I just wonder if you can kind of yeah. walk me through, you know, that, that day, there, you know, taking the field, you know, that type of atmosphere. I've had a chance to talk to Maloney and Borregales and other guys about that yeah. atmosphere. And that's what you guys as collegiate athletes want to play in, you know, in, in front of 40,000 people and, and, and pull off that right. victory. So just right. kind of walk me through that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. No, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, um, it was kind of a resounding booze when we had gone out there, and I think a lot of guys fed off of that. To be honest, when we first came out, and you know, we're very energized by that. Uh, I will say though that FIU fans represented, and by the end of the game, uh, there was resounding cheers, and that was awesome. And that's, one thing about FIU fans is uh, they're they're all over, and it's really cool. I mean, the support that we've got, you know, being uh, not a you know a power five school. Um, the fan base is excellent. I'm, I'm just, you know, very thankful for a lot of the people who have reached out, especially now in this process and, uh, you know, just said their support and stuff like that. It's really, really meaningful. But, um, yeah, that game, uh, no, I think uh, a lot of guys, you know, I know Jose probably alluded to this, and obviously with the transfer now, it demonstrates how much, you know, he had wanted to go to the U his entire, you know, life and stuff like that. And I'm sure a lot of those guys, there was a case where it was like they weren't recruited to go to Miami and kind of felt like they had something to prove as well in that game. And, um, you know, I think probably the, the coolest thing about that one, and uh, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before to you, Eric, but uh, we we really believed in ourselves the whole year. I think the whole mentality of the team, like even when we didn't have the wins that we had the, the previous year, I think we still believed that we were capable of so much, just haven't, you know, reached it yet. And then with that game, we finally did. And that was just such a cool moment. I think that, you know, as uh, – <clears throat> You know, I you know as we got the interception early, even when you know coming in and everything, everyone was locked in. Um, you could just sense it in the air, kind of. You could really tell that we were on a mission that day. And then uh, we got the interception early and got some momentum. I think guys, you know, really started to believe it even more. Now it's like, okay, yeah, we got this, and we can do this. We're capable of this. And uh, I think that's just a testament to um, the work that we put in in practice those weeks. We worked extremely hard, even with a bye week. You know, a lot of times you just kind of loaf around to get the bye week right and it wasn't like that at all our practices were extremely intense and you know you uh, also test that to the coaches you know the coaches setting the tone and uh the you know the captains for the team and seniors and all that stuff really setting that tone in practice and not letting us um you know sink down even though we had some off time and i think it showed up but um just just an awesome feeling man i know it meant so much to the university and um so much to our players and to coach davis um but, uh, yeah, for sure. It was definitely the highlight of the year, and I'm, I'm extremely thankful to be a part of it. We'll do one more really quick, and then I'll wrap up here. Uh, I'll just leave it up to you. You know, what's going to – when you look back at this, you know, 10 years from now or whatever, uh, what's going to be your, your fondest memory at, at FIU, whether it be on the field or off, that you'll look back and just say, hey, you know, that one really sticks with me? Yeah, no, it's just going to be the relationships. I mean, it really is. Just uh, coming down there from up north, you know, most of the team is from Florida, and just the – way that that team welcomed me, man, it uh, really means a lot. And it made it really easy to come in and transition. And, you know, obviously I wasn't sure how I was going to play out, but I knew 
was extremely confident in myself, and I'd say that it couldn't have worked out better. And uh, so just, just those, those bonds that formed those teammates, I think it's going to last me a really long time, and um, just very thankful to be with the people that I was with. Yeah, so before I pass it back to Joe, I'll, I'll just, you know, kind of end with this real quick as far as my portion. You know, it's, it's really kind of ironic. Uh, this is my third year covering college football out of grad school, and uh, something that I, I don't think even Joe, we've done this podcast for two years, and he doesn't even know this, that the first college football game I covered, uh, James Morgan was actually the starter. He was at Bowling Green, and it was at Northwestern because uh, I was going to grad school in Chicago. Wow, okay. So yeah. it's, it's pretty ironic that uh, – you know, from from that time, uh, the first game I covered, James was a starter, and then I, you know, as chance would be, I ended up going making my way back to Florida and up FIU, and I've had a chance to cover uh, every start since. So James has been a pleasure covering you over the past really two and a half years, and uh, you know, well, best of luck with uh, the process going forward. And of course, I'll catch up with you on pro day. So let's uh, pass it back to Joe. Guys, thank you for coming on. And yeah, likewise. Yeah, yeah, you too, man. For real, really appreciate it. Yeah, and you know, to reiterate what Eric said, James, thank you so much for your time today, man. And uh, throughout this whole process, uh, can't wish you enough luck. Uh, thanks for thanks for being a class act. And uh, you know, I'm sure all you get this from FIU fans a lot, but you know, it was uh, it was fun to watch. So uh, definitely looking forward to what's next from you. And uh, you know, hopefully we'll we'll talk to you when you're at an NFL club someday. For sure. Hey, I really appreciate you guys having me on again, second time. You know, we'll see what we got down the road, but. Uh... Awesome, man. Really appreciate it, and uh, great to be here. All right, James. Thank you so much, and take care, man. You too. All right. Yeah, so that's uh, former FIU quarterback James Morgan. Uh, As we've mentioned a few times, he's going to be one of the people uh, or one of the quarterbacks from CUSA selected on uh, on draft day coming up in a, in a few months here but um, Eric the thing that that always sticks out to me about James is just he's got the the pro athlete speak down uh, you know he he's got a he's got a sense of professionalism to him and he I feel like he had that even when he was dealing with the injuries and when he was dealing with you know the the crummy situation of Bowling Green I you know regardless of what happens with his football career I think I think he's going to be all right in life. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Joe, that uh, and and for those of you listening, I hope you guys kind of took this away is that, you know, he he's not the typical quarterback. I mean, he's not just giving you dry answers. You know, I mean, some of the stuff may sound generic, but it's genuinely how he feels, because that's he, my biggest takeaway from James covering the past years is he's just a really genuine guy. And uh, you, you hit on it, you know, as far as being a professional. I mean, that comes with a guy who's pre-law. Um, has his master's degree and, you know, just really has a lot going for him. So, you know, uh, we don't know what his football future holds, but he, I think it's, it's fair to say that just in terms of life in general, you know, James has got a good head on his shoulders and, and he'll be okay. So uh, it's always great to, to hear his voice and have him come on. And uh, yeah, he's just, just a total consummate professional. And, and it's good to have someone we can text for legal advice the next time you and I uh, need it. Right. <laughs> exactly. I got to let him know that when I see him at pro there. <laughs> awesome well uh stay tuned for hopefully more uh player and coach interviews throughout the off season going to try to get in as many as we can uh exhausting the phone book and the rolodex as we speak to make that happen for you our loyal listener fan base thank you all so much for listening time and time again uh look forward to doing this throughout the off season and and such um if you want you can go ahead and subscribe on itunes if you haven't already we're on spotify as well check that out 
and uh, leave us a review if you haven't. So that really helps us grow, and we enjoy getting the uh, constructive feedback in a medium other than Twitter. Um, Joe Londrigan is my name. You can find me on Twitter at J-O-E-H-I-O underscore, and, of course, Mr. Eric Henry at Eric C. Henry underscore. Um, and of course at underdog dynasty on Twitter, like them on Facebook as well and check out underdogdynasty.com every day. We'll have more good stuff for you throughout the off season. Uh, Eric, always a pleasure, my friend. Happy football watching. Appreciate it, buddy.